Fesser. Fesser, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's Bjork Olsen! And Vermont Green up two! Cohen claims a body. Kobe over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neal the turn. Mark O'Neal. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight. Finds a way to get it to Lilly, who gets it to Nwagbo. He puts it on target. Oh, Diva Nwagbo did it from the All right, this is United in Green. Uh, My name's Mike, and as usual, I have uh, my buddy Will. How you doing, Will? Doing well. How are you? I'm not bad. Um, I had had kind of a shit weekend, uh, you know, until until Sunday hit, but... um, you know, I, I I didn't feel well all weekend. Started getting you know that that spring cold from the from the weather changing back and forth constantly. Um, but you know, in the end, it turned out that uh, Easter Sunday was a pretty nice day for for myself and the family. So, uh, you know, other than that, uh, I got to see my my club eke out a win. Uh, luckily, um, so that kind of made me a little bit happier. But um, other than that. Um, I think we have uh, a couple of really good guests today. A um, couple of, of of noobs on the Vermont Green. Um, we have Alfie Pope. How you doing, Alfie? I'm good. How are you? We're great, great, great. Um, you know, uh, very excited to have uh, to have a Londoner uh, on the on the on the club now. Uh, too bad you're on the other side of North London, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we the can live side. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Will Will's on that side too, so that's okay. Um, and we also have uh, Zach Zenge. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, I think we're excited. We're really excited to have you guys on. We haven't done this with new players yet. Uh, we've had a couple of the uh, the past players on. Uh, they kind of gave their perspective about you know what it was like to play uh, in Vermont in, in the inaugural season. Uh, we had. Uh, your new coach on, um, which was a fun time. Uh, but, you know, this is going to be fun for us because it's, we're kind of venturing into new territory on this podcast, which, you know, is uh, talking to some, some new guys. So um, just to start off, we'll start off with you, Zach. Uh, what is your, what what is your origin story in soccer? Like, where did you come from and how did you get where you are today? Yeah, so soccer has run in my family. Uh, I would say three generations. My or my brother, my I have two older brothers. Uh, one played D two soccer at uh, St. Mary's in Maryland, and then another brother that played D one and actually just got drafted to Columbus Crew and is playing for their second team right now. Um, just watched his debut this weekend, actually, which was an amazing experience. It was very nice. Um, but yeah, my dad played all my brothers. So I just followed the group, you know, just saw everyone in my family playing and, uh, just grew up always playing the game. I grew up in Nigeria, Haiti, and Sri Lanka. So I kind of moved all around the world. Um, so first was Nigeria. I didn't really play soccer there. There was not organized, uh, competitive soccer for me to be a part of. So it was more just kicking around with my friends, um, my brother, and then uh, when I moved to Haiti, again, not really any competitive soccer. And then I moved to Sri Lanka, and that's when I actually joined my first club. And uh, 
it was only on the weekends we'd play and train and then every once in a while we'd play a game but until I came to the U.S. in about sixth grade was when I started playing uh, real travel competitive soccer and uh, I played for a club team in St. Paul in Minnesota Uh, played there for about four years and then my sophomore year of high school, I moved to a boarding school called Shattuck St. Mary's that was in the academy system in the U.S. Uh, played there for two years, and I would say that was probably where my career really um, started to gain recognition from other people. And also just that was where I got a lot better, I would say, and learned uh, where I found my grind from and also like my ethic and just the type of player that I wanted to be. Um, and then, yeah, I got recruited by Georgetown, uh, after the national tournament, my senior year or junior year, uh, at playoffs. And then, yeah, I'm here at Georgetown, had a good fall season. We made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament, which wasn't as good as we wanted to do, but, um, we have a great team here, good coaches and a good culture and environment. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, how about you, Alfie? I, I know you, you know, obviously you come from London, so big football culture. Uh, um, you, you're kind of born into that kind of a thing, uh, the way that, you know, I was born into American football. Um, I wasn't exposed to soccer as a kid or football as a kid. So um, what was your experience and, and and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so exactly like you said, like it's it's ingrained in you from birth pretty much it's it's a way of life over there like if you're not playing football like it's it's just normal it's just a normal thing to do so pretty much kicking a ball since birth um started properly playing around four or five just locally um and obviously being from England there's a lot of opportunities like so many clubs just even in your local area um so playing from really young um I played quite a few levels obviously growing up different teams bounced around um and then obviously as as you get older you play a lot more competitively um played for about five six different teams growing up um but it was only really until like I'd say 2013 where I was properly playing um so like playing Sunday league and that kind of thing. And then as I as I got older, um playing under fifteens or as a fifteen year old, um playing with the under eighteen, so playing up 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 age groups. Um that was kind of like the norm. You kind of just play up age groups if you if you have the capacity to. Um so yeah from pretty much the age of 15, I was playing with older guys. Um, and then later on, I was playing with even older guys. I like played men's league alongside what I was playing under 18s, um, representing my county um, on, a, on a few occasions. And then obviously coming out here to America was a whole process in itself, um, finding an agency to work with. Um, because coming from England, there's, you really know nothing about it. So working with people that know the process, know how to get you out here, um, 
that was a huge help. And me deciding to come out to America was kind of a spare of the moment thing. Um, after, after high school, we typically do two more years of higher education. And then that's when you start applying to unis. Um, and then all my friends were applying for like universities in the country. Um, and when they were doing that, I, I wasn't really into that. Like I wasn't, I didn't really have any aspirations to go to uni at home. Um, just cause I wanted, all I knew I wanted to do was continue playing. And if I went to university at home, I think my career would have stagnated and kind of just tailed off. Um, so I kind of got wind of the idea of coming to America from a teammate, um, who was looking at trying to come out to America to continue playing and get an education. Um, his dad had spoken to my parents at one of our games. And after the game, my parents mentioned it to me. And ever since then, I, immediately I wanted, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So just started on the process, worked with an agency, like I said, like who were a huge help. Um, just gave me a platform to play in front of US coaches and um, allow them to watch my film and then, from there, coaches contacted me and I spoke to them and ended up at uh, a D2 school in Mount Olive, North Carolina. Um, spent four years there and then graduated and then came to Creighton for my master's. And have you noticed a difference in, you know, the playing styles in these age groups between, you know, the English style and the American style? Is, is there, is it noticeable? Uh, when I first came over, it was a lot different. There was a, probably a bigger disparity. Um, a lot more like athletic over here. Um, you know, this like the stereotypical, like athletic American, like big, like in the gym all the time fast strong whereas in England a little bit more tactical technical um if you're playing with older guys and obviously that physicality comes comes but um yeah just obviously a lot more technical and tactical just because everyone's a everyone's a football whiz you know everyone claims to be um kind of just happens when you you grow up with a sport but obviously I've, I've been out here for a while now and I have noticed that the the gap is narrowing. Um, it's getting a lot better. And so, and so yeah, I, go ahead. I definitely want to ask you guys. Uh, you know what drew you to the program up in Vermont. You know, um, but I'm I'm curious. I was looking at both of the schedules for Creighton and um, George Georgetown. Did you guys play each other this season? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we probably. Yeah, so were you, did, do you recognize each other from the field or or is this a, a new experience? Um, I rec- I think I rem- I recognize you coming in when I was watching y'all play in the in the tournament, but I don't yeah. we played I don't think we were playing at the same time. Yeah. No, I don't I don't remember too much to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Zach, I I I'm curious uh what drew you to uh Vermont and 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 the the green program uh for this summer yeah so um my coaches were just uh spoke very highly of the program that uh they have up there and the coaches and the environment the culture that you guys have 
Um, I mean, I've heard of a lot of USL two teams, like not training every day and uh, just like kind of training like two to three times a week and then getting together in the weekends. And uh, I mean, I saw our schedule and we're training every day, which I love. Um, we're playing games and yeah, I mean, my coaches just spoke very highly, said some crane guys had went down there the year before and said that they loved it. And uh, yeah, they really just were excited to send me over there. I think my head, our head coach also has a house um, in Vermont as well. So probably knew the program somehow, but yeah, they just spoke very highly of it and put me in contact with the coaches and uh, spoke with the coach. And I think it was Adam. Um, I spoke with him for a good time and he sounded like a great guy and sounded like a good opportunity for me. And I, yeah, it was just perfect. Yeah. Um, Alfie, I, I, I do, I, I did a little bit of research. You did play for Lions bridge a bit. Yeah. I did. So, that was during the COVID year. Okay, so there, there were, there weren't fans there then, really. No, no. Okay, because uh, they do have. I, I know they do have two big supporters groups there that don't like each other. Um, we have, we have one big supporters group here, uh, and uh, we all tend to get along pretty well. Um, uh, so I know that at both of your schools, you both have. Um, pretty big uh fan bases that are that are pretty involved uh in the game uh, i know especially at creighton um it, so what what are your expectations i have have you heard about um our fan base here and and how we grew through the season last year uh, this is kind of actually for both of you um but i mean i guess the question is you know how much does a fan base affect affect um, your play on the field? And have you heard that Vermont has this this kind of grassroots fan base that grew throughout last season? Yeah, fans fans are obviously a huge part of the sport. Like without them, like we don't enjoy what we do. Like truly, um, you always hear the term the twelfth man. Like that's the real thing. Um, and yeah, I I heard about the fan base and I was kind of following along with Vermont last summer because obviously after I knew I I'd committed to Creighton I saw a few of the guys um were going up there so I was following along and I was seeing things here and there of of the fans that that come out to games and the size and the passion that they have for for the team and the sport um so yeah I've seen it I'm looking forward to it it's going to be fun Scoring, scoring in front of them and celebrating with them, that sounds like a lot of fun. And same, same question for you, Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say here the, the fan base is not as uh, strong as it was the past couple of years just because of how we started out the season. Um, but as we started to do well, and like I think we went on like a 10-game winning streak, uh, we started to gain more fans. So – it just kind of fired us up a lot more. And I can definitely say that it just makes you like kind of get that extra edge in your head when you have those fans backing you and uh, just in the stands, like really, and you know, they're supporting you no matter what um, you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, it'd also just be nice. I've never played in an environment like that. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see how I adapt and to see, see what uh, I can produce for the fans and, you know, just, 
kind of get to know the fans as well and uh, the community as well. I'm excited for that. It's going to be fun. You guys are going to have to learn how to how to jump up onto the uh, onto the bleachers so that we can we can all hug you. So just so yeah. you know, that's that's one of the things you're going to have to do. <laughs> I saw that. That was that was O'Malley's signature, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, <laughs> it sure was. So uh, I, I guess the, just to kind of to to get away from soccer real quick, Vermont is a um, our our. I guess you could say that Vermont is kind of a liberal state. Um, you're you're in an area uh, of the country um, where we're very we're very conscious about our environment. Uh, we're very conscious about our communities. Um, so I guess it does tie in because um, because we have the 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 vision of the club um, is built around is built around environmental justice and uh the anti-racist uh football club movement um has any of that kind of stuff drawn you to to vermont to the vermont green in in particular and either one of you guys can answer that yeah i mean i remember speaking with adam and uh when i was thinking about where i wanted to play over the summer and he was telling me about all like the initiatives that you guys have and the goals that the team has and the just the ideas that you guys support. And I think that just made me have that extra idea of like, that's a place and an environment that I would like to be like part of and in and living in over the summer. And so, yeah, I think that definitely had a part of the decision of me coming to Vermont over the summer for sure. Yeah. I'll echo that. Um, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Um, I don't think there's many clubs out there that are truly um doing it like you guys um really putting em- an emphasis on that kind of thing um obviously football is more than a sport and the influence it has is massive so if a football club can draw attention to those kind of issues then um it can only be positive um and yeah like Zach said it just it makes it a place where you want to go and stay and be a part of And, you know, and that's great. And I think, you know, we're trying to help our fans here today, get a little perspective on, on, you know, who you guys are and and what you bring to the table, both off the field, but also on the pitch. And so maybe it's a little awkward, but, you know, could you guys, and this is for both of you, perhaps maybe describe, you know, your ideal role on the field and, and sort of, you know, what you try to bring to a match. I know you both are forwards, but I'm curious how you would describe yourselves on the pitch. Yeah, um, I I would say I'm a. I like to just get on the ball, um, kind of float around. I mean, I I can play kind of anywhere in the front front area. Uh, I was playing right back this year, um, like kind of like a attacking right back. So I say I'd bring a lot of versatility to the team. Um, also, I feel like I like to just create a lot of pit plays and, um get into goal scoring areas and create goal scoring chances. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm a, yeah, versatile player, I would say, and just creating a lot of chances in a, yeah. Yeah. And I'll say I'm a bit of a traditional nine back to goal, get in the box, get on the end of crosses, 
Um, I don't do a whole lot of getting on the ball. Uh, I quite like to let my creative players underneath me do what they do best um, and let me do what I do best. Um, kind of just instinctive finishes in the box, really. Um, just opportunistic, um, taking opportunities when they come. Um, yeah, just a goal scorer. Well, we definitely all love goals. You know, part of the best, you know, <laughs> our celebrations are, are quite um, enjoyable at, at the field. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of those. Um, so we we do have a, a, a listener question it's for both of you guys. Uh, uh, this comes from uh, our boy Tyson, who uh, again he's he he's a fan of a team from another part of London. Um, the the little stepbrother, um, West Ham. Uh, he said, "How do you feel about the? How do you feel that the Green have had to cap the season ticket sales at twelve hundred and fifty so that fans can get game day tickets?" Um, at, at this point, um, I don't think that the club had it envisioned uh, envisioned selling this many season tickets, but the capacity of of the the stadium or the the field, Virtue Field, is uh, twenty five hundred. So, like having to cap that at twelve fifty um, for me is a is for us as a supporters group is a big deal because we feel like we had a, a bit of a part in that. Um, and like you said before, the twelfth man uh, is a big thing. Um, but this this grew into this kind of monster, and it and it's like full steam ahead. So, like, how do you guys feel um, about the fact that they've sold, uh, uh, you know, up till the end of March, twelve hundred and fifty season tickets? I mean, for a USL two team, I, I feel that's that's pretty huge. Yeah. Well, firstly, Tyson, I have a lot of love for West Ham. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did actually see that like just before I jumped on here and I had the exact same, well, what went through my head is, wow, that's amazing. Like they've had to stop that so that, you know, because it would have just kept going and kept going, um, which is amazing for the support we're going to have over the summer. Um, and it only bodes well for the success of the club as a whole. Yeah, I mean, that's this is the first time I'm hearing of this. And uh, I mean, that kind of just gives me that feeling in my stomach that I'm like, can't wait to get over there and start playing. And uh, yeah, that's just that's amazing. And uh, sounds like a place that I would really like to be a part of for sure. It's good. Yeah, it, it, it gets uh, those July months. It gets pretty pretty warm, pretty hot on the pitch. Uh, and, and in the stands, the way that the sun beats onto the, onto, onto the fans, uh, the, our fans don't seem to care about it. You know, they, 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 they kind of embrace that heat cause we're, you know, nine months out of the year, it's, it's freezing here, but <laughs> um, the, the, the field itself is, is, is still kind of new in the area that the stadium is still kind of new. And I don't think they've seen, that many that many fans uh in those stands as they saw in the, the the final game of the regular season last year when they sold out um so i think that as a community and as a community uh, as a community effort it was a huge deal for us um and and just to have you guys there to uh to to 
to bring joy to the fans and stuff and, and to, and to, and to create the fervor and the crowd and, uh, and in the community. Cause that I got to tell you, like halfway through the season, people started to talk about it and it just get, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it is a fun time in those stands. And, uh, I, and I hope you guys get to experience, you know, what we experience in being in the stands. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you guys are really into it. So, um, <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, that that makes me super happy. And even just in general for the culture of soccer in the U.S. and how much it's growing, I think these little things are the most important things to help this game grow. And I love I love to see that. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a, a question we ask uh, of all of our uh, all of our guests here is uh, it's, it's always our fun one. Um, do you know what? Uh, a creamy is first of all no it's, no it's a, yeah it's a, it sounds ridiculous uh, it's soft serve ice cream oh yeah so in it's a new england thing it's really a vermont thing uh we call it a creamy um do you like ice cream do you have a favorite flavor of soft serve i've not had soft serve but my coach had told me about the soft serve soft serve ice cream in vermont um, so I'll have to try it out, but yeah, I love ice cream. I mean, I think everyone does, of course, but yeah, I'm excited to try it. The preferred flavor up here is maple, obviously. Okay. Cause that's, that's our, that's our, uh, that's our, that's our flavor here. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, just going forward, um, you have your first, your first match is in, uh, is in Boston, um, against Boston Bolts. Uh, they have, um, a pretty huge academy system there that young kids, you know, uh, from, from, I think U8 up, um, I think they start a five-year-old there, but they don't actually start traveling till U8. Um, and that, that kind of feed into, into their, uh, the USL club that they have. Um, and, and I think they also partner with, New England revolution as well um, with tournaments and that kind of stuff. Um, being that we only have a few clubs in Burlington and they don't typically feed um, the Vermont green. And I don't know if they have a vision for that in the future. Um, are, do you feel that you're maybe at a disadvantage uh, coming here, not knowing each other and, and, uh, each other's playing styles and that kind of stuff? Or do you feel that like coming into it, you got a, your first games on May 20th and a, it, you know, it's a few weeks away, right? Um, do you feel like you're going to just be able to just jump in on the front foot immediately? Or do you feel like there's going to be kind of a feeling out process? It might, it might take a while. I don't imagine it would take too long. Um, we're all coming from pretty decent programs um, we understand the environment. Um, we understand there's a lot of players coming in from different places, different play styles, different programs who play differently, um, different individual styles. Um, but obviously, we'll be spending the majority of our time together. So if we just maximise that time, getting to know each other, both on and off the field, um, that chemistry on the field will will kind of generate itself and um, hopefully give us a good season. 
Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a good test, honestly. Uh, I think it'll show a lot. And as Alfie said, I mean, we're going to be spending a lot of time together. So it should come pretty quickly in my eyes. So I think it'll be a really good test for us to see where we're at and uh, to see how quickly we can really get things rolling. Because I think once we do start getting things rolling, it'll just continue to go and go. And especially with the support we have behind us, I mean, yeah, I think it'll just continue to grow. And based on your experiences and conversations, you know, with the club, I mean, what do you guys envision sort of the um, strategy of the team's going to be, you know, as far as attack and defense, you know, is this going to be free flowing? Is it going to be rigid? Do you guys have a sense of that? Or are you just going to show up and you know, play your game and see where the where the coach fits you in? Yeah, I think that will come from the first few training sessions before that first game. I'm sure Adam has a plan um, for what he wants to do. Um, it may vary game by game based on players that are available um, and opposition. Um, but yeah, I, obviously we want to put on a show for the, all those fans that are going to be there supporting us. Goals is the most fun aspect of the sport. So um, we want to be attacking. We want to be um, almost suffocating opponents, you know, um, just creating as much as we can and getting as many goals as we can because goals win, goals win games. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be playing a uh, good attacking football. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see what the plan is, but attacking for sure. I think with the uh, with the success of last season, uh, we uh, we were able to recruit um, from a wider base this year. So um, we have, you know, last year we we did have um, one player from England. We had some players from from uh, Portugal, uh, Spain. We had players, you know, international players, um, but we kind of had a limited a limited uh, bag to draw from uh, as far as, you know, stateside players. I, it, it was mostly local kids and, and we had a group of Creighton kids um, and a group of William and Mary kids. So um, this year we have guys, you know, from the West coast coming in, you, you know, you have, um, we have guys obviously from, from down in the DC area. So we have, you know, um, Midwestern guys, like you're a Midwestern guy, right, Zach? Like, so we have you, we have a couple guys from, uh, we have a guy from Wisconsin, you know, coming in. Um, so our, our, as we grow as a club, um, it looks like we're able to bring in more players, uh, of higher skill level of not to diminish anything that anybody did last year, but we, we do have that bigger bag to pull from. Um, and, and I think, on the defensive side, that's going to be a huge, a huge positive. Um, and I know that there are a lot, I, I, I was just texting the guys the other day. Um, I said, lots of forwards, man. Um, which, which for me is super exciting. I, I love my, I love my midfielders, my midfielders are my guys. Um, I think, you know, the midfielders are, are, are the, the creators that, that are able to, uh, get the ball to the wings, to the, to the, in, and in, into the, uh, the center forward um and i think it's going to allow us to play a super exciting uh 
brand of football um, that is also physical, which, which, you know, is something that, uh, you know, stateside on the American side, I think fans like to watch. Um, we, we like that. We like that sexy, you know, that sexy football where, where everything is attacking and, and, and free flowing and moving, but, you know, we also like the physicality of the game. And, and I think that's, what's drawing a lot of, a, a lot of new fans in is that, is that they didn't know before that it was physical and, and now that it's, you know, it's easier to consume soccer and other sports here um, that, that, uh, you know, they can see that it is a physical game, that it's not, you know, it's, it's not, you know, for the, for the faint of heart, you don't just go, you don't just go in and play soccer. It's not just kick around, you know, Um, how does physicality play into your, into your games? Yeah, I think it's it's huge. I mean, we're in the weight room here like three times a week. So it's it's something that we work on all the time. And really, it's I would say it's a huge part of the game, not only physically, but also just like mentally, like feeling strong and being able to, you know, not be scared to go into a tackle or not be scared to go up for that header, you know, just really being in the game and engaged. So it's, it's a huge part of the game. And I think it's, it's something that it's, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Physicality is pretty important for me, uh, my position, um, the way I like to play, uh, occupying both center backs or three center backs, if whatever system, you know, the other team's playing. Um, and I, like I said, in the beginning, like I, I grew up with that, um, you know, getting kicked around by older guys, um, pretty early on in my career. Um, but yeah, um, physicality is massive athleticism. Um, not only just like bullying someone like American football, but you know, even a bit smarter physicality. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty important. But you know, we like to play the play the game, um, play the game with the ball. Um, but yeah, physicality is definitely a, a big part of it. I was just gonna ask you a question. I was on mute. God damn it, that got me. Um, so uh, we have uh, we have a, a very unique kits here. Uh, um, we have our, our, our creamsicle kit, uh, which is the, the maple creamy kit. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of an off white with green sleeves and nice collar. Um, we have this one that I'm wearing right now, um, which is kind of like a pine tree look. Um, but we also have a third one coming out. Um, we have a third one from last year, which was uh, like a dark green and light green tie dye, but we have a new kit coming out. Um, and, that's uh that's knowledge that that not everybody knows um did did the kits uh have you had you seen the kits previously and did you know anything about them um outside of you know what you saw the like the designer and that kind of stuff yeah i i i saw them obviously following a little bit last summer um seeing 
all the guys in them. Um, very, very beautiful, very good, very nice to nice visual. Um, and then I think when I came, that some of the guys were talking about the designer um, briefly. Um, I don't know too much. Yeah, Matt uh, Matt Wolf. Uh, he's he's actually uh, he's actually one of the owners. Um, uh, and he designed uh, a number of MLS uh, MLS kits, and and, and uh, he's he's got he's got his finger in kind of world football. Um, it, it, we're just we're just lucky to have him um, and, and have our designers on board. Yeah, he's he's done a really good job, and it'll oh, be exciting yeah. to see the be exciting to see the third one, the new one that comes out. Yeah. I think you're muted, Willie. No, I would say the the cream school kit's my favorite. Honestly, that one looks like a like a nice one to wear. I've never worn a collared uh, jersey before, so I'm excited. I think they're super classy. They're they're my favorites. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm a big dude, so uh, I, they didn't really have sizes that fit me that well. Um, but uh, the I think the kit is a is it big thing for everybody, uh, the fans and the teams alike. Um, I think we've lost Will's audio. I don't know what's going on, but... Can you hear me now? Oh, we now can, yes. Sorry, my headphones died, and I suppose they were still <laughs> sinking to that. I was just going to mention that Matt Wolf designed the Nigeria World Cup men's kit that everyone remembers, so that one as well is what I was throwing in there. So oh, I totally forgot about that one, man. That was actually pretty dope. Um, so yeah, I think we might be coming to the end of our discussion. Um, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, going, going, uh, into this season, do you have any expectations about playing time about, um, about how you're going to get along with your teammates, um, or about, you know, just trying to navigate the area, even like anything new about, about, about your new club that that you have either expectations for or you have reservations about? Not for me. Um, I've obviously spoken to a lot of the guys that were there last summer and they've only had good things to say. Um, I'm on, I'm obviously really excited to come and see a new, a new state. Uh, never been to Vermont. So it'd be, it'd be a nice experience for me. Um, are you, are you in Omaha to, uh, right now? Yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on campus. Um so yeah, uh just look really looking forward to it. Um play some football along the way. Um experience Vermont. And yeah. Yeah, same for me. Uh everything I've heard about Burlington is just good. Everyone is just super excited for me and all the people that I've told about this opportunity and they said Burlington's a great place to be. So I'm super, super happy to be part of a team that is uh, also just really active in the community. So I'm excited. I heard that we get 50% off at restaurants and some restaurants in Burlington. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I can't wait to just get out on the field and help the team as much as I can. And uh, yeah, just meet everyone and start playing. It's going to be great. 
you know, I guess I never, I, I haven't really asked this of any of the other former players, but um, as far as housing goes, uh, how does, how does that work for you guys? Do you guys have to find your own housing? Cause I know like right now it's super tough in Burlington and the surrounding areas, excuse me, to find, to find, uh, to find housing or do you have host families or uh, anything like that? Yeah. Um. So when I was speaking with Adam, he said that they have like a little complex for the players or some sort of like a apartment building. So okay. uh, we'll be rooming with another player. Um. That's uh my living situation. Um. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is it the same for you, Alfie, as well? Or yeah. Yeah. That's the same. That's yeah. the same thing I've heard. So yeah. that's a that's a that's a fantastic thing because it is. Uh, it is next to impossible to find one affordable housing or two housing in general around here. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not just around here. I mean, it's become a problem across the country, but um, I, I do want to, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on. This has uh, been a fun experience. Um, hopefully uh, you'll get to know us more as you see um, the green mountain boys in, in the parking lot. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be set up there pretty early before matches. Um and I think we will be our our ranks will be growing uh, in the parking lot uh, at, at the tailgate scene. Um, but um, whenever you guys get a shot, come on over, say hey. You know, after the games, preferably. You know, we we want you to focus on the games. Um, but after the games, you want to come over, say hey, uh, talk to us. Uh, it, it 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 would always be great to say hi, and uh, you'll you'll see us. Uh, You'll see Will and I in the front row. Will likes to wear a suit in in ninety eight degree weather. It's one. It was one time. <laughs> it was after a work function, so you know, don't intend to again. It was hot. He he showed up. He showed up in a friggin' suit, man. It was great. That's amazing. It was, it was fantastic. I yeah, I have some great pictures of it. Um, but um, yeah, just to do a little housekeeping here for us, um, we are United in Green podcast. Uh, uh we this is our sixth episode uh I, I feel like it's going really well um you can find us on instagram uh we're not super active on facebook but we all also post there every once in a while um we'll be more active uh you know on, on twitter as well um most of the socials we don't do tiktok because i'm old and and you know will's um uh you know will's will um i don't know if he's a tiktoker but uh I, I can't say we are on most podcast platforms. For some reason, Apple Podcasts is still rejecting us. I can't figure it out. But um, you'll, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Amazon, Google, and uh, most other podcast platforms, um, except for Apple. But um, other than that, I really want to thank you guys. I want to thank Will, um, especially, uh, because Will puts up with me trying to... Uh, trying to figure out and navigate uh, our guests and uh, and giving him last minute ultimatums. So that's always fun. That's always fun for the both of us. Um, but I want to thank you guys. Uh, Zach, uh, can't, can't wait to have you up here. Same with you, Alfie. Can't wait to discuss some football with you guys and uh, give you guys hugs when you're scoring goals, you know, for the green. So uh, with that, yeah, I, with that, I just want to say, uh, you know, up the green. Yeah, up the, up green. the green. Up the green. All right.